Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where oh, we man. talk all about the hobby that makes us happy. Tabletop Gaming, I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim, and today we're talking about should tabletop games be digital? All right, so um, <laughs> I feel I feel like this is actually a pretty uh, good topic. Yeah. Um, there has been, and honestly, and honestly, this kind of started when, I mean, we're both, Jim and I are both uh, big gamers, right? We're big video gamers, yeah, right? I'd say so. Yeah. And like a lot of the game, most of the games that I play on uh, my computer, and I, I mostly play on my computer now, um, are mostly like strategic card games for the most part. Surprise, yeah. surprise, right? Um, <laughs> I was actually playing, uh, been playing Gwent. I played a lot of Gwent. Yeah. Uh, over the last say, I, weekend, I saw you log on to that the oh, other dude, day. I love that game, man. Like that, <laughs> that game. I mean, I just remember losing so many hours to that game within yeah. The Witcher Three. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember thinking when that game came out, when I was playing The Witcher Three, I was like, dude, this is they did so good with this game. They could just so they could just release this game on its own, and they did, <laughs> and they, they did made it, it happen. Yeah, and it's actually really good. I mean, it's. It, it's kind of like solitaire. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like each player's playing solitaire. Have you played Gwent? No, I've never tried. You've it. never played it. Mm-mm. Did you ever play The Witcher Three? Uh, I own it. Okay. Uh, I played <laughs> very little. Um, so from what I've noticed, a lot of people that don't like it or don't play it aren't a fan of the controls, and okay. that was part of that was like my reason I did not play it. I anymore. played that game on uh, PS4. So oh, PS4, okay. PS3? I can't remember because it's been a while. I, I, was, I was doing it on PS3. PC, so like the yeah. controls were So were like were you different. doing um, um, keyboard and mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Those kinds of games, it's like mm-hmm. so much better. I feel like it's they design it more so for controllers. Yeah, probably. And those kinds of games really are better experience with controllers, mm-hmm. honestly. Um so yeah, I've that is one of my favorite games of all time. It is like an amazing RPG. <laughs> um and like I played it on PlayStation, so like I I was an achievement hunter, right? Right. And so there was one one achievement. They're trophies, trophies, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I say achievements because a tre- achievements is like more of a universal <laughs> term in gaming yeah, than trophies yeah. are. Yeah. Trophies are just so niche to only PlayStation. Yeah. Right. And so like you say trophy and they're like, Oh, you mean achievement? Because like even on Steam, there are achievements. Yeah, it's like everything, yeah, everything are. else on every other platform, it's an achievement. Yeah. Except on Sony, they for whatever reason did trophies. So, but anyway, so there was one trophy slash achievement in that game where like you had to, you had to, pl- you had to beat like the Gwent tournament in the game, and it was pretty difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember it being difficult, and I was so <laughs> stoked when I actually won. Easy. Um, but I actually never really when the game when they officially released the Gwent card game, I didn't really get into it at the time. I can't mm-hmm. remember what I was doing, um, uh, but I like I knew it was a thing and I knew it came out, yeah. um, and I was pretty excited for it because you know it's awesome. And so finally, like I've dabbled in it before um, in the standalone game, but just this past week, and I like really dove in. I'm like, oh man, I forgot how awesome this game <laughs> was. And it they it's yeah. good. It, it they did a really good job. But the biggest thing that I came away with that game was it really is like each person is playing solitaire. Mm-hmm. But probably one of my favorite things about the game is it is the round system. Okay. So um, so you've never played it, right? No. Never. So the way it works is um, in Gwent. So I believe you build t- a 25-card deck. Okay. okay. And then each player there's has two different distinct rows, a ranged row, which is, uh, excuse me, a melee row, which is in front, and then a yeah. ranged row, which is in the back. Mm-hmm. And basically the entire goal is to have more points than your opponent each round. So you play its best two out of three. So you have to win two Two rounds out of three to win, okay? And so what it does is you draw 10 cards, and you can play one card a turn, okay? okay? And so what? And so you draw 10 cards, and round one, you basically get three mulligans where you can basically – they're partial mulligans. So oh, okay. you can only – you can redraw three cards. Gotcha. Okay? So <clears throat> um, what you do is you take turns by playing one card, and then you can decide to pass – 
Okay. Once you decide to pass, your turn is over for that round. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then whoever has the most points at the end of that round wins the round. Okay. And then, so what happens next is whoever wins that round goes to the next round. Now, if you only have two cards left in your hand and your opponent has zero, each player draws only three cards. Oh. So it's basically, there's there's hand management yeah. involved heavily, too, because yeah. you don't want to overcommit in the early rounds. Yeah. Because there's been times where there were games. you got, like, nothing. Exactly. You go into round two, and your opponent, if they played out their whole hand, mm-hmm. they're drawing three cards, and yeah. it's like... I still have seven cards in my hand. (laughs) I am in a much better position to win rounds two and three. And one of the biggest mistakes a lot of new players make is they overcommit in round one. Hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I won. No, you actually got to (laughs) win some more rounds here to actually fully win. No, no, no. So this is what you do, Dan. All right. You just full commit the first the first round yeah. right yeah you uh completely lose the second one just get your hand back for round three and then you go ham right but <laughs> the thing is like yes you're well you only get six cards at that point though correct um at max at max yeah at max so um what because basically what happens is the round is over when both players pass. Uh, so if you go into okay. round two and you don't even play a card and you just pass, yeah. your opponent plays one card and then and they then, pass. And then they can pass. So yeah. then they can pass too. Right, right. So it's a very interesting dynamic mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's another um element mm-hmm. which I find is very interesting. Like it's it's a very unique twist that I enjoy it because it's like, yeah. it's a, it's a whole other level of strategy that you have to think about. Yeah. And every time in every single game, I'm counting my cards and I'm counting my opponent's cards mm-hmm. to see how many cards they have left. It's good habit. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, well, I mean, you can keep playing your cards. I am up two cards right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm totally okay with this. Mm-hmm. I am fine with losing this to win in the long game. Right. So it's very, very interesting. Very cool. Um, so if you haven't yet checked it out, go check out Gwent. Um, it, I mean, it's available on mobile um, and on uh, the Steam store. So definitely go check it out if you're a fan of card games like we are. So, yeah, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Gwent, um, Legend of Runeterra mm-hmm. as normal. Um, have you been playing anything other than Splinterlands? <laughs> uh, so I've been dabbling into another card game called Gods Unchained. I've heard of that. Yeah, so it's on that. yeah, it's on the Ethereum blockchain. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just another NFT card game. Um, and this game also has the cards have an actual value. So you can buy cards from people, bring it into your game, and then even sell stuff online gotcha, as gotcha. well. Uh, there are also packs as well. Yeah. Um, and this game seems pretty cool. Is um, I haven't put any money into it. But leveling up and doing like uh, just, you know, playing the game, um, they give you a pretty decent amount of rewards as well. And they just give Mm -hmm. you packs from the start. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I think I got to like level level 10 or 11 and they've already given me like 20 packs or something like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty decent setup. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's cool. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so what we're talking about today is essentially should every tabletop game be digitized? Um, so the re- so one of the reasons this came up is, you know, in in browsing the Steam store, we come across mm-hmm. a lot of games that were like really surprised that that they're on. Oh, there. Uh, one other thing I should add. Gods yeah. Unchained is essentially Hearthstone. Is it? Yeah, it's it's, it's basically Hearthstone on the yeah. blockchain. Yeah. Exactly. You have certain characters that are a part of a different element or or like faction, mm-hmm. and then they they each have three different abilities. So you can play as magic or mystic. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. And you could essentially be um, Jaina Proudmore from Hearthstone mm, yeah. and deal a point of damage to any target on your mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's pretty gotcha. much the same thing, but it does give you variety of where if you don't want to have that pinging effect, yeah. you can actually spend three mana to get a random one spell, huh. a random oh. one spell like uh, not not creature. So it's just like instant or sorceries, okay. things along okay. those lines. Like a magic spell. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Got it. So yeah, okay. pretty cool game. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so what I was saying was um, one of the games that's on there that like I see being advertised a lot is Gloomhaven. Yes. Gloomhaven is like – I was like, what in the world is a game like Gloomhaven <laughs> doing on the Steam digital store? It works. 
So like I have you played it digitally? I haven't yet. I haven't. Yeah. So Gloomhaven is like I've actually never played the uh, mm-hmm. tabletop board game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never heard a bad thing about Gloomhaven. Yeah. I mean, it's the number one game on BGG, I believe. Yeah, still. it's probably yeah, it's the number one game for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, it's a really really good experience. I mean, I I want to pick it up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, like a hundred bucks at, at minimum. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say they came out with a um like a prequel. To it that gives you more jobs as well. It's like Jaws, Jaws of, Lion. of Lion or Is something like that. I believe so. So does do you need the base box of Gloomhaven to play Jaws of the Lion? No, it's just oh. straight out of the box. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's fully self-contained. Yeah. I've been oh, wanting okay. to get it. Like ever since I heard about it, um, Noah was telling me about it. I'm like, huh. So I enjoyed Gloomhaven, yeah. but like this prequel to it, and it's like it's like a little bit more of a tutorial, I guess you could also say. Okay. But yeah, the stuff that you get inside this one can lead into base Gloomhaven. Oh, okay, okay. So. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I never really looked enough into the game mm-hmm. uh, Jaws of the Line to know that much about it. Um, but yeah, I've ever since I've seen it, Jaws of the Line, meaning um, I've been wanting to pick that up too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good to know that is it's a standalone. Yep. Um, yeah, that's yep. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like so, seeing Gloomhaven on the on the Steam store just like gave me a shock to the system, because <laughs> uh, I'm like, what in the world is a yeah. game like Gloomhaven doing on there? But there's so many tabletop board games yes. that have a digital version. Yeah. There's the Ticket to Ride games. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, there's Monopoly. Catan's on there. Catan as well. is on there. Um, they're oh, one of my favorites. Root. Root, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. that, one's, that finally, one's a lot of fun. I finally picked up Root because I haven't played it, uh, mm-hmm. the board game version yet. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, it is a bit complicated. Like, Which just is right, going which is right it, up so. my alley. Um, yeah. uh, it's asymmetrical, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, which is very cool. I enjoy games that are asymmetri- asymmetrical, yeah. where each faction or character plays a lot differently than oh, all the yeah. others. That is that is a big... That's, that is a... a um, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. That is something where if I see something's asymmetrical, immediately I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. So that is uh, one of the big things that intrigued me about Root. There's a lot of expansions for it, which I also need to get. Yeah. Um, but I was yeah. gonna say I think there's four characters <laughs> in the base game, mm-hmm. um, and then in each expansion, I want to say there's two or three. I know in some of the expansions there's four. I think. Oh, is there? I believe. Okay. I believe. Don't and quote I, me on and it. And there is one faction called the Vagabond. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of random cards for him. Like some are just better at getting treasure. Some are mm-hmm. at better at attacking. Some are better at supporting people. And then it makes it to where every every new box gives him more ways to play. Mm. So introducing okay. brand new characters into the game, along with changing up how you can play the Vagabond. All right. So have you've played you've played Root mm-hmm. uh, on tabletop and digitally? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've played both versions. Yes. Okay. So, so where I kind of want to start first is, um, what what would you say? Okay, if I went, if I ask you the question, should every tabletop game be digit be digitized? Ooh, should I, there be a digital version of every tabletop game? Honestly, I think so because having the automated stuff do things for you um, can kind of, especially if you're brand new to a game, uh-huh. like you're going to forget key things inside of a board game of being like, oh, I didn't even think about this or I missed this trigger and it was very important on the actual board game or I didn't get the correct resources. Inside the digital game, since it pretty much automates everything, and sometimes it'll even tell you of like, oh, yeah, you can now activate this card to where if you didn't even think about that card before, yeah, having having a digitalized game for a beginner... I think is so much better. So, okay. So before I answer the question, I kind of want to dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, I see I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of agree. But however, let me play devil's advocate here for a mm-hmm. minute. I think that can also be a negative thing, too, mm-hmm. because when you get into automation, like mm-hmm. automation in games, you can have these outcomes, and then the players will have – they could be like – how in the world did this happen? Yeah. So that's a definite issue that could potentially come up. Oh, yeah. For so, like, sure. if you're playing a game and then you're like, it comes to your turn, how in the world did I, did this thing yeah. happen? That happens to me a lot, like when I play Ascension. Mm-hmm. So, I played the Ascension deck building game digitally. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, and I'll, honestly, if you're not paying attention, because like the automation goes quickly. Yeah, yeah. If you're not paying attention to see what cards, <laughs> like if you don't know all the cards, you're yeah. like, okay, he played that card, but I have no idea what that card does. Yeah. Why am I discarding three cards or why do they have all these points? Right. What just happened? Yeah. So that's a definite so it's user error. At well, point. it's not necessarily user error, <laughs> yeah, but like if if your goal is learning it, yeah. that doesn't help someone yeah, true, learn. True. So that kind of goes back to that goes back to. I not, guess these not, games th- will probably also then just have a tutorial. Yeah, like and then you just have to play it more and more. You, right, right. You'd have to have a good tutorial of like you need to know yeah. how the game works, and then like if there's cards involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime there's cards involved, you have to know what the cards yeah. do. Yeah. And the only way you're going to know that is by playing the game mm-hmm. and looking at the cards. Yep. So, um, like, it's it's kind of, there's kind of a double-edged sword there. Mm-hmm. Like, the automation, yes, is good. But if, if, if the whole – if your whole reason for playing it is I'm a beginner and I want to learn how to play this game, mm-hmm. well, then the game should have, like, a good beefy tutorial yeah. of showing you how to play. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I I do agree with you, but I also think that there can be potential pitfalls. and that oh, for just, sure. And that goes into the development yeah. of the game. Yeah. The other thing I was also thinking about as well is since it's – um, I mean, if you're playing it online, you don't have to have anyone else there playing the game with you. Uh, yeah. You and, just find a random and, person. Right. And again, all, so I, I, I kind of want to make so this play point. Whenever. I want to make this point also real quick. It also very much depends on the developer and how mm-hmm. they're building the game and how you can play it. Yeah. Because like nowadays um, with any video game. Developers have gotten smart enough to know the market, know the consumers to where because pretty much all the consumers nowadays want a game that they can pick up and play with anyone in the world at a moment's notice. It used to not be like that. It used to be there was only local play available. I mean, this is probably just back when we were younger. Um, Because honestly, (laughs) we didn't have the technology for it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a technological issue. Yeah, because we didn't really get online play. Like you were able to do it on PlayStation Two, but -hmm. it wasn't nearly as prevalent until I believe Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, and I think that's when they made it ridiculous. I think we talked about this a little bit. I can't remember what topic we were we were touching on digit digit digitization and tech, technology kind of in tabletop somehow. Um, I just can't remember the episode we were talking <laughs> about it in. Um, but yeah, I, I remember you t- uh, talking about that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, it's like if you're gonna make a video game, because basically that's what all these games are. Like if they br- they're bringing a tabletop game digitally, it's just now a video game. Yeah. If you're making a video game that's a multiplayer. You better have online multiplayer yeah. available That's right for away. Sure. Um, so you need to have a good tutorial. You need to have yes. good versus like uh, AI system yep. as well. Yep. And then online play. Yep. Yeah. So like as long as you have those those few things, those like three things, kind of. It's like the core. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> basically the core of any uh, multiplayer online game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of as long as you have those, you're, you're going to be off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I am drawing like a blank. You were, tu- <laughs> you were touching on a particular topic. Oh man, my mind just, <laughs> my mind just spaced. It'd be like that sometimes. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, okay. So kind of, wh- where else were you going with this? Were, were you going anywhere else with this particularly? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So yes. So I agree. I, I basically do agree with mm-hmm. with everything you were saying. Um, I mean, we talk about those pitfalls, which are basically going to be pitfalls in kind of any video game. Yeah. Um, so I'm also on the firm side of yes. I I do think every. Okay. So I I think there's actually two separate discussions. There's should. I, I guess the question is: Should should every tabletop game be digitized? Um, um, I mean, I think probably not. Well, <laughs> again, I get. I guess we're gonna have to def- define how how do we classify a tabletop game, right? I mean, like if you're a board game and a card game, yes, yeah, I think so. Um, Warhammer, yeah, that's the, yeah, Warhammer. 
um, D and D. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's, that's a completely completely different thing. Different thing. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have gameplay elements like a board, yeah. cards. Um, How do you put infinite different choices in a D and D game? Yeah, yeah, you right. can't. Well, no, I mean, I guess they do have a digital version of D and D. I know They're called webcams. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a video game <laughs> that I could get on but, Steam. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's, like, the only way that you could basically play D&D remotely. Because yeah. that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. Is when you're playing any of these games digitally, you're playing the game remotely. Yeah. You're es- Essentially, yeah. like, when you're playing online ver- uh, yeah. against other players, you're essentially playing the game remotely. Yeah. The only difference between you and I sitting down and playing a game of, oh, let's say DC Deck Builder, Mm -hmm. okay? The only difference between you and me playing DC Deck Builder remotely over webcam Mm -hmm. and over, like, Tabletop Simulator is just the interface. Yeah. That's all – that's the only difference. Yeah. So basically, anytime you're playing a game over webcam with someone, you technically are playing the game digitally. Mm -hmm. You, You kind of are. Yeah. Um. And so, like, and that's a great thing. Like, I, I don't want to seem like like a, I'm a purist here and be like, <laughs> no, you, the only way you can enjoy these games is, you know, over a table. I, I, I will say, however, like here at Hobbies and Happiness, like the reason we ha- we're building what we're building is because we do value the time that you are, are able to spend around a table with your friends and family playing a game. Yep. Like that's important to us. And that's why we're doing this because we love it so much. Mm-hmm. And we want to share that with our community and share it with our friends and family and, you know, really just grow our business and community yep. over the table. Yep. That is what we're doing. And we value that. However, I don't think doing playing these games over a table is the only way you can have these experiences yeah. and enjoy these games. Yeah, it's just a different kind of experience. Yes, exactly. It is it is a different kind of experience. Um and I I mean I guess I guess I will say what I what I will say is defining that even a little further having playing these games over the table is mm-hmm. the only is the only way you're going to have that experience over the table. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Playing the game, but however, however, playing the game over a table is not the only way you can enjoy playing the game, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can play the game. If, if your whole goal, if all you want to do is just play the game, you're living in the best time <laughs> <laughs> known to man right now. Is You can sit down at the table, you can play it. You can get out your webcam and you can play it with someone on the other side of the world over a webcam. Yep. Or you can take out the digital version and play it that way. Yeah. Again, and we've said this a lot too, you have to go back to what is your purpose and what is your goal? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? Yeah. Right? Um, so, so I mean, as far as should these games be digitized? Yes. I 100% think they should. Because, like, when if they're not, I mean, for one, you're losing out on potential business, mm-hmm. I think. You know? I mean, and, and that's coming at it from a pure business uh, standpoint, right? Yeah. Um, but also you're also missing out on these experiences that you are able to then share with other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um I mean and and then and then and then we also talk about it from the from the standpoint of playtesting. Like playtesting is a thing, and like it's more than playtesting too, right? Yes. It it also goes back to designing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's let's bring COVID into the mix, right? If you are designing this game, if we were to design a game right now, you and me sitting here at this table. Okay. Okay. We were to design this game. We're trying to figure out how to make this game work. We're sitting here and then you and I are testing it. But now we need to get other people to also test the game too and try out some various interactions. Mm-hmm. If all we had, if we didn't have like the technology at our disposal, we'd be screwed. Yeah. It would be very <laughs> difficult to design a game and work out all of the kinks that could, that would, not could, that yeah. would come up. Yeah. Broken interactions between things that we right. just don't come across. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you think about like even with, um, Magic the Gathering. So they have mm-hmm. a really big playtesting group. 
but there's so many cards that will just sneak by yeah. the the playtest, and then people are like, "How did this card get printed? How did no one notice yeah. this?" But it was really <laughs> only one guy out of like 10 million people on Reddit who noticed this one thing. It's like, well, that's how it got you know just skipped over because only less than a hundredth of a percent of people notice this thing. Well, and it's and it's also more than noticed it too. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about think about the so the next set coming out for Magic is mm-hmm. uh, Innistrad Crimson Vow, yeah. I believe. Um, so we're in the middle of spoiler season right now, um, and I think there's like we're always in the middle of spoiler. Yeah, season. that's true. <laughs> it does seem like that, especially now because it's like every set they're doing like commander releases yeah, too. It's yeah. like. They're like, it's set crazy, drops man. right two weeks go by, and they're like, oh, here's the next commander set. Here's a random leaked it's card. So and they're crazy. like, in a week, we're going to be starting the next spoiler season. But you know what? As as a uh, publisher of a card game, yeah. like you have to be doing that, or else your your game is going to die. <laughs> For the most part. I'm like, is magic gonna die? I don't know. They could, it could. <laughs> Yeah. It, it could potentially, but the thing is too, like the moment the moment a card game dies is the moment the publisher lose start is the moment the publisher stops getting money from sales of the game. Right. Basically, right? You know, the moment they stop printing product, they're done printing money. Basically, yeah. You no, know, they're not <laughs> printing money, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, they are printing money. These cards are money. Yes. Yeah. But like I said, that that's why I said you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. That's not the Federal Reserve. Right. But they can print. No. Nope. Nope. We're not going to go there. <laughs> Caught myself. Uh, sometimes you just got to poke a little bit, you know? Yeah. Just <laughs> prod. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Thanks, anyway. Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close to Obama's fault. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um oh, so what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh uh spoiler season. Yeah, spoiler season. Um I don't yeah, I don't know how we got into talking right, about that. Back to the main topic. Yeah. Uh yeah. What was our topic again? <laughs> digital board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- making all these games yeah. digital. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, outside of the downfall that I talked to you about, mm-hmm. about um, learning the game and then not learning the game as well as you should. Yeah. Like, what... I'm, I'm trying to even come up with some other downsides to having these games digital. Uh. Like, I can't even think of... Other negatives, yeah, of having these games digital. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like, see, I, I'm I'm being genuinely honest here. Uh, I can't even think. The only downside, you gotta like buy it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, outside outside <laughs> of, of of a financial downfall, yeah. you know, which is going to be minimal, most yeah. likely, unless like, unless it's a TCG. Or yeah, but works. like if you love the game, it's not really a problem to you to just like buy the stuff online yeah. either. Yeah, right. Like is Root, what, 20 bucks to buy on uh, Steam? Yeah, something like that. It's probably cheap to yeah. get on Steam. I think I got it on sale. It's like $10 or something. I buy everything on sale on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason <laughs> to buy anything at full price on Steam. Yeah. Unless you want it the, the moment it comes yeah. out. Sure. That's like it. And depending on how good the game is, it won't go on sale for a while. But if it's bad, they're like, oh, it's on sale 50 <laughs> off a month later. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so many, dude, there's been so many games that are like 40, 50, 60 bucks mm-hmm. that I've paid like ten, five dollars $5 for. Yeah. I remember. 80% off. Oh, yeah. don't mind if I do. Yeah. I was going to say there was an MMO called Black Desert Online. It was like. $40, something like that. It went on sale recently after it was released to go to like $10. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought I bought a bunch of games this past weekend, but all the games are like a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just like, yeah, yep. they're having a huge yep. sale. It's like a Halloween sale right now. Yeah. But Steam is always having yeah. big sales. They are sure. always having big sales. That's how they get you. Exactly. So yeah, if you're a, if you're a PC player and you have Steam, don't don't buy anything full price, man. <laughs> just don't do it. Seriously, just just it. W- I guarantee you, it will go on sale. I guarantee at you that game point. will go yeah. on sale at, at some, some point. point. There's plenty of other games that you can play. You probably have a couple hundred other games in your collection that you can play right now. Staring at my Steam library of like 150 games, I'm like, I have nothing to play. 150 games? That's <laughs> yeah, it? That's it. That's it? Yeah. Dude, my, my library is like 550. I don't, <laughs> I don't play a lot on Steam because like the MMOs I play are just oh, all like yeah. not like on the, Steam. They've got like their own clients yeah. and stuff. Final yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. We have Blizzard stuff. I mean, all the Blizzard stuff all are the on Blizzard their own clients. All the Blizzard stuff's on their own client. Yeah. Riot is all on their yeah, own client. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a that's the other thing too. Like, I go to Steam when I'm really bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of really great stuff. Oh yeah, um, a yeah. lot of really great mm-hmm. stuff. Um, a lot of like really good single player games mm-hmm. is, are yeah. on there. There's and there's so many good card games mm-hmm. on Steam. So so many good card games on Steam. Um, I, I just picked up a couple more. I can't remember what the names of them are, but. They were again like a couple of bucks because I got them yeah. on sale for like ninety yeah. percent off, um, and they're all really good reviews too. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, getting into those. Um, <laughs> but anyway, b- back to what you're talking about. I, I honestly cannot think of a legitimate negative or downfall to having these games on a digital platform. Yeah, there's really no bad thing. Gets more people the into only, it. Well, the the only negative thing would be if it was done poorly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that's always gonna be <laughs> that's always gonna be a negative. That will yeah. always be a negative for all time if something is done poorly. Yeah. Um. But as a general rule, like on a just a general level, I on I really do not think that there is a, a negative thing about having these games. On a digital platform, like yeah. if 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 it makes sense, like if it makes sense to have it on a digital platform, then I'm all for it. Yeah, like the 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 moment when it starts getting dicey is if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, so I can't speak to Gloomhaven because I've never played Gloomhaven. Yeah, so I don't know if it makes sense to have a game like Gloomhaven. From what on I've a seen, platform. from what I've seen and heard, I know two people that have it. They really enjoy it. Okay, but and let me. One of them even owns the actual board game. But let me ask you, because you've played Gloomhaven, yeah. I um on um, a table. Yeah. Does would it make sense to have that experience on a yeah. digital yeah. platform? Yeah, it would. It would. Um, because like, so how it works is. Like you're just running into these random rooms in a dungeon and different floors and you're just killing monsters or creatures or the enemy, whatever it really is. And um, on, on the tabletop, you have a deck of cards. It's more of like a modifier okay. of things, um, which is like a random chance of like adding damage, subtracting damage, like crits and stuff like that. Um, But then you also have a deck of cards that tells you your abilities that you're supposed to be using. So, I mean, putting that inside of an actual like video game, I mean, it's not like the first time this has been a thing um, of like an RPG and then you just deciding which abilities that you can use and managing your resources. So... Yeah, I I think it makes perfect sense to put it into an actual video game. Okay, it's just, I I cannot speak to it because I've never yeah. played it. Yeah, excuse me. I would probably enjoy it more on the uh, on the video game aspect, so I should probably pick the game up. Um, but in tabletop, or the game is just really difficult. I think. Oh, is it? So you do have to have like the, the correct team comp in order to do something or to progress farther, it seems like. But if you just wanted to play like your favorite characters, I mean, unless it's quote unquote meta, I, you're probably not going to get far. Mm-hmm. So you do have to have like a more front line, 
like a support range damage dealers stuff along those lines yeah so i mean if 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 we if we think about this conversation even a little bit farther i mean we we could really kind of break it down into a discussion of genres or game types um so like worker placement games Mm -hmm. those would be very easy to make into digital versions because that's very simple you have a set number you you have a set actions that you can take. Yeah. So you can have your workers put them on any number of different spaces, and and on each space, it you perform a certain action. Like so, from from a from a standpoint of um like simplicity, I guess like that makes perfect sense and mm-hmm. would translate easily into a digital version. Yeah. Card games. Yeah, card games are another one. I mean, we've Hands got magic. Yeah. You've got. <laughs> You've got so many games. Like I see Yu-Gi-Oh, here, to, I see here to slay over there. Yeah. Very, very simple to make a game like that mm-hmm. into a digital version. Um, yeah, like literally every game that we play. Ascension's already on Ascension's there. Ascension's on there. Dominion Star is now. Realms already Dominion on is there. on there. Hero mm-hmm. Realms, Star Realms, all of those. Um, yeah. Pretty much every card game where all the information is just on the cards. Very, very simple yeah. to turn a game like that into a digital uh digital version um so we talked about worker placement i mean dice placement is another one Mm -hmm. that um that would be again simple because again all you're doing is you're rolling your dice yeah right and that's just a randomized thing and then determining what you're going to do with your dice right yeah so the only the only type of game that it would be difficult to port over into a digital version would be um, RPG elements. Mm-hmm. So any any game to where there's a lot of you know talking between the team or yeah. members and then determining what you're going to do. Um, like if 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 the game is non-linear, that that's going to be hard to kind of port over into a digital yeah. version. Yeah. Um. So like you you know we talk D and D, but any really any RPG game. Yeah. Would be a little bit different. Um, would be a little difficult. So they do. They did actually recently make Baldur's Gate three on um, on PC. Which, so it's pretty much like D and D inside of a video game, but you don't have. You do have the customization. You have a lot of different choices that you can do. Right. Um. But you know. There's not that infinite thing that that's you can the thing. Have. Like, like w- w- immediately when I said when I said RPG, there's probably people listening who are like, "What are you talking about? There's a ton of RPG yeah. video games." I, yes, I know <laughs> RPG video games are a thing, and I love RPG video <laughs> games. But the thing with those RPG video games is like, there's literally not an infinite. An, yeah. There's not an infinite number of ways that you can. Yeah go through you have the dialogue that they give you or you can either skip them or kill them like correct you really only have five or depending on the choices that they give you that's the thing is you you are bound to the options that they give you yeah yeah like it's basically you i mean if you've ever played an rpg okay we'll talk about witcher 3 if you you played witcher 3 you go up and talk to the king of nilfgaard or whatever it's okay. He says something to you. Okay. Which of the five responses yeah. are you going to try yeah, and give them? Yeah. Like that, that's it. And there are, th- so there are some video games out there as well that depending on the actions you take changes up the outcome of the end game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely a nice little thing. So it doesn't just railroad you to the exact same ending every single right. time. Right. So you could change up how it works. Yes. But yeah, a lot of these RPG video games, it's very linear as to really what you can do. Right. Right. Um, and honestly, if if it's not linear, like if it's not linear when you're like in the middle of that scenario, mm-hmm. in the middle of that situation, because I mean, I've been in plenty of situations to where like when you're in the heat of it, yeah. it does not seem like what's going on is linear. Yeah. But like if you then zoom out mm-hmm. and then like look at the 30,000 foot view of the entire game, you'll you'll see, okay, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much, it's pretty, pretty linear of what's <laughs> going on there. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, right, of like in D&D, you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going on the quest for this mad mage going into the dungeon, blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to get to the bottom, kill every or kill a lot of stuff, explore, get loot. But then 
What if you want to open a start a business with people? People you were supposed to kill, you talked to them and you were like, yeah, we're not going to kill you. But in fact, let's try to make something happen on this floor. Let's open up a tavern on the fourth floor. Uh, I don't know if you can own a business in Witcher. Uh, in Final Fantasy, normal RPGs? Uh, no, dude. No, 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 you can't. No, like you can't. Yeah. And like and, and that's why like with The Witcher 3, that's mm-hmm. why them putting a game like Gwent in there was so like, I felt like it was so revolutionary Yeah, because like they legitimately put a fully fledged game within that (laughs) game. But if you wanted to, like if you're sitting down and playing D and D go, you are more than free to do that. Which I, which now that I'm also thinking about it in MMO RPGs, you can become a crafter. You can set up your own business, control like controlling the market, essentially. <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, I'm producing the best food at the lowest cost. People pretty much only come to me for food. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but those are different games. I I do not. I I I honestly, realistically, do not see any downside to these game developers making their game digital. Mm-hmm. It can only help them while developing the game, mm-hmm. right? And then it can only help them in the long run gain more, uh, gain a larger player base. Are there Kickstarters? Well, I guess going into the into the future, they could do this as well. Have their game, but then also have a digital version of it, a yes. part of the, yes. the Kickstarter, like Hero Realms. Yeah, Hero Realms right now, and Hero Realms and Star Realms have been out for a while, mm. right? Um, but I think normally like they kind of develop them separately. Yeah. So the hero realms, the hero realms Kickstarter for their digital version, I think included a couple, maybe it was a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, but hero realms has been out for a while and, and I know that wise wizard games, I know they're actually doing a lot on their digital front of mm-hmm. trying to make all of their games, um, like really good digitally. Yeah. Um, so, because I know they've had Star Realms digital for a while, um, they haven't had Hero Realms, so yeah. they brought Hero Realms to digital, and it and it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another one where we were talking about if you don't know what's going on, yeah. it's very easy to get overwhelmed yeah. and like yeah, the deck builders what, can be quick. Yeah, it's very it's very quick, mm-hmm. and so again, if you don't know the cards, you don't know what's going on. What what helps with those is having like a turn a like a turn counter so you can see what happened. Turn one, turn two, turn three, turn three. You can look and see what happened in the past turns and say, okay, they played this card. It had this effect and this was the outcome. Yeah. Um, those are extremely helpful in any card game. Any (laughs) digital card game is that is extremely helpful. That is one thing I wish we could have in like real life card games, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like go back and see, okay, this happened turn five. Here's what happened. Turn four and so on and so forth. It's called the graveyard and just use your memory. That's how you get yeah. this. Or timers. or you just record it on a <laughs> on a camera and then just play yeah. it back. That's yeah. Yeah. like that's it. You can get an instant replay yeah. of what happened. Yeah. And that's one of the nice things like about creating content, like the kind of content we're creating. It's like mm-hmm. I like we have a an amazing time. Like the last DC deck building game video that was yeah. published uh, about a week ago, I think. That game was so much fun. That game was crazy. I was going to say, that was the Zatanna and That was the uh, Zatanna Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman game. Yeah. yeah, that game was crazy. <laughs> so I, I remember playing the game, and it was like, it, oh, man, I was like so tense that entire game because I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be so close, yeah. so close. Yeah, it was um, really close. It was it was really close, and it was that was that was some of the most fun I've had playing DC deck building game. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Mm. Um, so just be being able to play that back and watch it again yeah. is is so cool. And again, that goes to technology, right? And yep. how and how far technology has advanced. Um, yeah. So like having that ability is so cool. Um. So, like, from a developer standpoint or a designer, like, it's it can only help you. There's like no downside. Yeah. I mean the the only the only other downside that I can see, like, and when I when I say that, when I say no downside, I mean like in the end, like yeah. the end goal. Yeah. Obviously, there are downsides. Short term, you're splitting resources. 
and not not even necessarily stuff, splitting because I mean let's 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 say you you develop them separately okay yeah there's 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 obviously an inherent sunk cost and yeah. I have to pay this money I have to take all this time and resources yeah. yes it does take time and resources mm-hmm. right um but I mean those are more of an investment versus yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a waste yeah. right so it's an investment leading into you know what you're 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 getting yeah. in the in the back end long term it's it is the right choice i would think i i would think so too mm. um because like a, a lot of these games that i enjoy playing over the table if there's a digital version i enjoy playing the, the digital version too yeah so you know and and honestly there's also a different there's also a different dynamic too cuz cuz like if i'm playing it in person like i enjoy the time that we're having around the table playing yeah. it yeah. and the repartee that we're having with one another you definitely lose that right mm-hmm. when you're playing the game digitally and there's no chat function or yeah or anything like that but if the if you love playing the game and you want to get better at the game then like that's what you're doing Cause that's like the thing too. Like if, if you're wanting to get better, like from a competitive standpoint, you're going to play, play the game a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> what's so funny? No, I was just, I was just thinking about of like a, a summary of, <laughs> of this whole podcast. Should companies do this? Short answer, yes. Long answer, the <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, right, right. I feel like that was like our last conversation too, where initially we're just like, yes, and here's why. <laughs> yeah. Because like I'm, 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 tr- I'm honestly trying to think and um, come up with any reason why this is a bad thing. Let us know. Are you are you guys a game developer out yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you're a designer. Or publisher, yeah. like what are the de- outside of the um, the resource costs, mm-hmm. like of how much you know time and effort need to be put into this? Yeah. Like, is it worth it in the end? Because that's that that is a thing that um, that the designers and publishers honestly have to keep in mind. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to recoup the the money that they put into making this a reality? Yeah. Right. Um, and so, like for games that are strategic, that the games that are strategic, ha- I feel like have a higher likelihood of um, recouping that investment than games that are not, for the most part. Right. Like that's just what I would think. That's what I would think would happen. Um, because why are you playing? I, I feel because I feel like you're gonna have a, more reasons to play these games. Uh, these strategic games than any other games p- based purely on a standpoint of you're playing them because you want to get better for some event or yep. there's like a tournament or so there's more reasons yeah. to play these games to get better. And you'll probably have like a lot more variety of outcomes as well. So like if yeah. there's like seven different factions that you could be playing and in, yeah. in these games, well then, I mean, especially if it's like a card or a, a card game, then you have a lot of different variants on the deck itself. Yes, yes. Be, get replayability. Like yeah. replayability is huge. Yeah. In vi- in any game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Okay, yeah, we have Mousetrap. We do have that uh, video <laughs> game. Okay, but every game of Mousetrap is basically going to be the same. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm using Mousetrap as a stand-in for any game to where there's a board and all you're doing is going around said board. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Candyland. Okay. We start here and we yeah. go to the end. Okay. That's, that's like all you're doing. <laughs> there are the, st- like, so statistically speaking, there are the better moves that you could also be doing in, um, Monopoly as well. Yes. So, like, going for specific Don't things. you dare say something bad about Monopoly, Jim, okay? I don't no, want to hear it. No, I'm saying statistically speaking, don't hear it. there's better choices. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what, are, you, what are you saying, though? So, all right, so you know how that there's, what I think it, yeah, there's 10 spaces on each side of the board, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. So, then we're... We also then have to take into account the dice roll. Yes. So going on average rolls here, you're aiming for around the seven, eight, six mark for spaces. Um, Wait, but hang on. There's one dice, right? No, there's two because you can roll doubles. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, in Monopoly Junior, there's only one die. That's right. You were, um, I forgot about that. So, yeah. And, it's been a while since I played Monopoly. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah. Like, then going purely based off hang of on, the hang average on. Spe- of dice Speaking roll. of Monopoly, how many of you listening, um, <laughs> if you've got Monopoly in your house, does someone say, hey, let's play Monopoly? And and normally the response is, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one person who's like, oh, I really want to play Monopoly. And then literally every other person just goes, oh, I don't know. I know. Let us know. <laughs> you don't know. I'm thinking about it. I think I think Monopoly was one of the first like board games to be uh, digitized. I, dude, I remember playing Monopoly on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. I had it on Sega, and I also recently bought it for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, Sega I don't Genesis, know Sega Genesis, original. and Super Nintendo are roughly the same age. They yeah. came out right around the same time. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I definitely remember. And I, dude, I played the heck out of Monopoly on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can still remember how it looked and everything, dude. Yeah. Uh, Me too, because um, I played it like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, so you, so what you you were saying about the spaces and there's two dice. Yeah, so I mean we're talking about the average on the dice roll, you know, six, seven, eights. Then you want to you want to for sure be picking up the um, these the properties that are around those those number points. Um, so so i don't know hang on though because that i don't know if i would agree with that Mm -hmm. because the moment you don't roll a six seven or an eight Mm -hmm. then you're uh, you're off of that um that rotation you know uh, what I mean? Well, kind of, I would say. I mean, I, I mean, I because, guess like, because, sure, because, once if you roll higher, you can also roll lower, which averaging out puts you back onto that six, seven, eight marker. Yeah, it's just you're really banking heavy onto the averages, yeah. really evening out to those three spots. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I mean it, it makes sense. Like yeah. in theory, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And just uh, just make sure you buy orange and reds. That's really all you got to aim for. Orange and reds. Yeah, the orange and red oh, properties. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. So those good. are the ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't just go for bo- uh, boardwalk and park place. Nobody's ever gonna yeah. get on those. Yeah, it's very rare. But when you when they do hit it, yeah, oh, it's big man, money. It's so messed big up. money. You're like, you now owe me five grand. You're like, I don't have five grand. <laughs> uh, oh, I will take the keys to your car. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. All yeah. right. So so let us know. Um, first of all, I honestly want to know. Let us know. Are you the are you the person in your household who uh, says let's play Monopoly, or are you the other person who just groans Ugh. and moans Ugh. when uh, when playing that game is uh, is brought up? Let yeah. let us know. Um, I definitely don't bring up playing Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we've got a couple things here. Uh, first thing, um, if you are listening to us on on a any podcast uh, platform, do us a favor, leave us a review, um, leave us a five star review if you could. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Get uh, get uh, we want to get this podcast out to more people, and the more reviews that we have and five star reviews, the easier it will be to get this podcast out to more people listening in all parts of the world. Or if you don't think we deserve a five star rating. Let us know what we could do better. Yes, exactly. hundred <laughs> um, percent. Regardless, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate yeah. it. Um, check us, check out our YouTube channel where we post all of our video content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Um, speaking of Facebook, uh, something happened on Facebook probably two weeks ago or so. Um, I discovered that there are uh, podcasts on Facebook that oh. you can access on your mobile wow. device. Wow. It's, I was very interested to find that out. So I immediately, and I think it's a relatively new feature. Mm-hmm. Um, so Facebook is now a platform for our podcasts. So cool. you can uh, check this podcast out on the Facebook app, apparently. So <laughs> that's like, kind of cool. I know we were on there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was it was totally random the other day that, that mm-hmm. I noticed. Um, yeah. So that is just another option. 
Um, but the thing that I did notice is you can only see it on mobile, on the mobile uh, oh, version of Facebook and that's, not, okay, not that's the desktop, not on the desktop. So right. um, hopefully they change that in the future. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, I think they would. Yeah, I don't um, know why they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, also, just check us out on pretty much every other social media platform. We're pretty much live on just about all of them, uh, really trying to up our media uh, and social media game for you all. All right. So, I know last week we did, uh, we talked about uh, uh, game stories, your gaming stories. Oh, man, we got a story over there? So, we've got, a, we've got an older one that I, we kind of skipped over and oh. we didn't read, I believe. Okay. Um, so, before we get into it, um, if you guys, if anybody has a story of um, honestly just like a, a good time that you had around the table with some of your friends <laughs> or, or family. Or a bad time. Or a bad time. <laughs> Um, we enjoy reading those. Um, yeah. If you just shoot us an email, you can hit us up on um, uh, via email at hobbiesandhappiness at gmail.com. Uh, again, wherever you're listening to this, if you check out the description of the of the podcast, you will see links, um, pretty much all of our social media links, and our email will be listed there. So just shoot us an email, and just in the subject heading, you can just put game story. And we will definitely read that and read it here on the show. Yes. All right. So this is a um, this is a relatively older email from a friend of the show, um, Drew, our friend Drew. All right. So this is one that I kind of uh, this was in an email with two stories, and I think we just read one. Oh. Okay. Um. All right. That makes sense. So here we go. All right. So so for a second story. A more lighthearted story of truly epic silliness to cheer up a sad tale as that. And the sad, the tale before it was was really Yeah, I remember this, really, this other really one. Sad. It was the Final Fantasy one. Yeah. 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 The whole yeah. Don't don't be that guy. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. All right. So um as I've DM'd, I've had players who wanted to do silly things throughout the campaign. These silly things have not resulted in deaths, but have resulted in loss of hit points. One such player had decided he wanted to take his hand at DMing. So a player wanted basically to be the dungeon master and yes. kind of control what was going on in, in the campaign. And I joined his campaign, but I warned him the silly things he asks to do, <laughs> I will be asking for maybe even in tenfold. Oh, wow. Tenfold. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot there, Drew. That being said, I had played one of my favorite characters, a storm sorcerer. We had gone through a dungeon and found a room of air elementals. I had told the group to wait a moment before <laughs> attempting to fight them, for I could speak their language. Through roles of diplomacy and persuasion, all but one of them were convinced to ignore us and let us pass. The one who remained, I had actually befriended. <laughs> and followed me. <laughs> Not only did I have an air elemental companion, I discovered that I could mount the elemental <laughs> and take flight. <laughs> I now had a flying storm sorcerer gaining advantage on all of his spells. Oh, well, this man. isn't a rule in the book. The DM had, had agreed that spells would count as weapons. I had decided to multi-class into Rogue, and while gaining, oh, gaining no. advantage by flying in an elemental, I had also been getting sneak attack oh, damage. Oh. <laughs> this had been a fun campaign to go through. Oh, <laughs> That's this is funny. why spells don't count as weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Oh, man. Thanks thanks, uh, thanks to Drew for that story. That's yeah, a, that, that was a good, a good one. one. Uh, definitely way better than that that other one in the email of the uh, that player who just totally just threw. I don't know. Up. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good story, but like the outcome is just oh man, it's it's sad. it's a feel bad. It's yeah. a feels bad yeah. for for uh, for for those in that moment. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that. That's the show for today. Jimbo, where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jim Morgan, H-N-H. You can find me on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell and Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell. So I got for you for today. Um, uh, yeah, we'll check us out. Come back in a week and we will talk about, uh, I think we're, we're probably going to be talking, we kind of got our topic kind of picked out. Uh 
kind of oh, yeah, kind of yeah, still kind of still on the uh, digital topic. Uh, kind of going to be part two. We can spoil it. Yeah, we we're, can we're, spoil it. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna what? Uh, and you know what? Here, here's what here's what we're gonna do. Okay, we'll, we'll spoil it, but then we're gonna ask you. Um, what you what you guys think about here? All right. So what we're going to talk about next week is um, board. Um, excuse me, video games yes. that would be good board games. Yes. So this this kind of came out of there was uh, not that long ago. Um, oh man, what is what's the game? I, I have it. Um, it was Nintendo Switch. It was made by Concerned Ape. One guy. Um, oh goodness, give you gotta give me a second here. This is gonna this is going to kill me. You said it's on the Switch? It was on the Switch. Um it came to Switch. Um uh goodness. Like it it was big on Steam on PC before it got ported over. There we okay. go. Stardew Valley. Oh there we go. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they made Stardew Valley into a board game. It was it got sold out like so quick. <laughs> Um, I still need to pick up a copy. Don't know how I'm going to get a copy of the game, but I Internet. definitely want to get a copy. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, that game, Stardew Valley, has been ported into a board game. Okay. So I thought, wh- what other video games would make good board game experiences? So we're kind of going to talk about that next week. So if you have any ideas of successful, unsuccessful, or good ideas yes. of video games that could be ported over into board games, let us know. Yes. Shoot us an email, hit us up on any social media platform, and uh, we will take your ideas into the next show, and we will uh, we'll read them, and we'll kind of give our ideas and just kind of kind of see where the conversation leads. Yep. So that's what we got for next week. So thanks, everybody, for being here, and we will catch you in the next episode. See you, everybody. Take care. Um,